Electra whispers in your ear before she kills you. Alpha, Bravo, report. It's too late for your boss power, but you still have a chance. Jesus Christ. Guess it's all true. The red outfit, the knives. So what happens now? If you just kill me, straight out, just call. Don't worry. Death's not that bad. Yeah. How do you know? I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. We watched this movie not that long ago. Well. Well, I didn't remember much. Yeah, me neither. I said, um, well, I said well because... COVID time dilation aside, we did watch this about three years ago, maybe even longer. Um, the same night we watched Daredevil. Yes. And we watched this second after drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. So. We, did, we played a drinking game for both, but I think most of the drinking happened during Daredevil because, quite frankly, I don't think anybody had made an Electra drinking game. <laughs> but I will say... What I remember saying at the time was that I liked Electra better. Uh-huh. I remember you saying that as well. Today, I'm not sure where I stand. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's unfair that it is so much more trash than even Daredevil. Like, it has, like, an 11%, mm-hmm. which I don't think is fair, personally. I just think it's a little unmemorable, clearly, and just, like, there's not that much going on. But I've seen way worse movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. It's not, like, horrific. But, God, there's nothing to this. That's my problem with it. Yeah. Especially because they're, like, introducing the hand, which to people that really followed comics at the time was probably such a letdown. Yeah. Like, there were, like, a lot of really strange choices made, but... My, my, like, one of my last overall notes that I had. I didn't have a lot of notes for this movie, but I was like, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think I liked Daredevil, especially the director's cut that we watched when we just did it on the show a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, it's probably a while now. Um, like, I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty decent. That movie is still pretty, pretty bad. It's got a lot of flaws, but it, like, it tried to do a lot. And there was, like, a lot going on with, like, uh, with Bullseye and with Fisk and all that stuff. And this movie just, like, it's so bare bones. Yeah. And. I I do think, I think Daredevil took bigger swings. And not all of them paid off. But just the fact that they did it makes it a more watchable movie. Just inherently. Yeah. I agree with that. I concur with that. And when I was looking into um, just, like, some background on the movie... It, it kind of made a lot of sense to me, just, like, what the nature of this was. Like, apparently, allegedly, Jennifer Garner didn't want to do this movie, but it was in her contract for Daredevil. Why didn't she want to do it? It's basically an episode of Alias. Because she was still doing Alias, I think, and they had to do a really rushed production to accommodate her shooting schedule. And I think she was probably, like... she. I mean, at this point, like, Daredevil was out, so... I mean, imagine being Jennifer Garner. Like, you're, like, at 
Alias was like probably the apex of Jennifer Garner's career, or like maybe right after Alias ended. So like she knew that like Daredevil was not a well received movie, and now she was contractually obligated to repeat play her character in a movie that nobody liked. That wouldn't be a good time, I don't think. As when an actor. was thirteen going on thirty in comparison to this film? Yes, let's find out. Because, because that's peak. That was a year before this. That's rough. And I do think there are a lot of people that credit Electra with damaging Jennifer Garner's career. Yeah, I mean, she was at like, the top of her game. Is this movie the reason why she does Capital One commercials? That's a bit. Like, it's not true because there's a lot of actors that do commercials like that that I don't think are... You know, they got Matt Damon doing the cryptocurrency commercials. It's not I, It's not an indicator. I was also going to say, like, I don't actually think this, like, crippled her career. I think we know who's to blame for crippling her career um, because he left her with four children to take care of while he fucked the nanny. Mm -hmm. So not naming any names, but there's a reason why I fucking hate Ben Affleck. I thought we weren't naming names. I'm just, I'm not saying the two are linked. I'm just saying there is a reason I hate Ben Affleck. But but we don't know what it is. This all happened to Jennifer (laughs) Garner and she doesn't deserve it. She also doesn't deserve the hate she gets for Electra. No. Now, would I say it's her best acting? No. But also, she's probably <laughs> the best part of it. I guess. There's not a lot of... There, one, there's not a lot of actors in this movie, period. It's a fairly small cast. Two, most of them are, like, kind of nothing. Uh, I would say the only other person that I would, like, even begin to appreciate the acting is Terrence Stamp, who plays Stick. Um, yeah. The, the girl that plays Abby. So terrible. fucking annoying. Bad. I like also, the like, smoldering dad, but we don't get anything from him. Mark. That's a horrible name. <laughs> well, yeah. For Elec- this. Electra and Mark, the my endgame romantic coupling. Um, I also want to note the filmography of Rob Bowman, who directed this movie. Let's hear um, it. He's done... He did a lot of TV directing on Star Trek The Next Generation and X-Files. He I also, feel like that's a good foundation to do a superhero movie, though. Sure. He's also an executive producer on Castle, which is, of course, after this. Of course. Um, but he, probably s- Castle's been around a long time. It probably started not that long after this. 2009. So, oh, really? Yeah. So Rob Bowman, the director, has done four movies, the first of which was a comedy drama about inline skating. Starring Seth Green and Jack Black. I was going to say, is it Blades of Glory? It's not. It's called Airborne, and it came out in 1993. Wow. Man, they must have been pissed when Blades of Glory came but out. No, inline skating. I'm talking like rollerblading. Oh. Because it's 1993, and that was hot of shit. Of course. Well, what about um, the movie with Elliot Page? Whip It? Yes. Roller derby movie? I remember That's that. That's also skating. It is, but yeah, it's a... the, the well, ra- blading. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> blading. So he did he did Airborne. Uh, five years later, he does the first X-Files movie. Didn't um, know there was an X-Files movie. There's several. Okay. Uh, after that, he does Reign of Fire. Are you familiar with Reign of Fire? With Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale? It's about... Um, it takes place. I've oh, heard the name. It takes place in 2020, and there's a tunneling project happening, and they dig too deep, and <laughs> they wake up some dragons, <laughs> and then 
mankind has to fight the dragons to... Christian pre- Bale was in this? <laughs> yes. What year was this? 2002. Okay, that makes sense. It was it's a... Pre-Batman Begins. And Gerard but Butler was also newsies. in there. It was a weird time. And Matthew McConaughey. I mean... I... No, Matthew McConaughey, I've... I know his his old ways. Yeah, that doesn't was, surprise but me. But he was doing like good stuff before that. Was he? Like he did. He, well, I mean, he was doing rom coms, so he was he trying did, to break into the action movie. He did Dazed and Confused, but he did like Contact in 1997. I feel like that was like prestigious. He was doing like How Is a Guy in Ten Days, which is a great movie. Like Failure to Launch, like those kinds of things. The Wedding uh, Planner, yeah, where he wears glasses and he's unrecognizable. <laughs> the Clark Kent method. Anyway, he directed Reign of Fire. I think that's and then him. He, I think you're right. <laughs> and then he uh, he directed Elektra three years later. Okay. And that was that. What did he do after Elektra? Castle? Castle. Anything else? No movies. Really? This was his last movie? It's the last movie he did. That Damn. was, they fucking X'd him out. That's, that's uncalled for, I would say. Unless it's by choice. Like, this ruined him emotionally. Honestly, it seemed like it kind of just like it let it roll off his back because he was like, he thought it would get better reviews, but he was also like, shit happens. I'm just saying like Ryan Reynolds has come back from a lot. <laughs> this director should be allowed to come back. I just don't think if he wants. I don't to. think he cared. He he seemed like he did Castle. He worked on a couple other TV shows. And now he's retired. It doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's but, doing well. <laughs> but the last thing he, I mean, the last thing he did was direct an episode of The Rookie in 2019, so. Is that a show? Uh, yeah, it's the, um. Oh, the cop The show. Nathan Fillion cop show. I thought, there's a movie from the 90s yeah, or 80s. with like Bruce Willis or something. Called The Rookie. About like a baseball player Dennis or something? Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Man, that's a name I haven't thought about in a while. Man, Dennis Quaid had a moment in the early 2000s. And now Jack Quaid's, his son, is having a moment, so shout out to him. He was just an Oppenheimer for any of you uh, Oppenheimer heads out there. Is Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan They They were married for, like, yeah, they had, they had one kid, Jack Quaid, who is the main character in The Boys, and now he's doing some other the, stuff. The mean character or the good boy? The good boy. Stewie. Um, are they still together? What's the tea? Wait, who? Meg Ryan and Dennis. No, no, they they were married for like four years back in the nineties. I didn't know that. Yeah, very brief. The more you know. Yeah. Dennis Quaid was also in the Parent Trap. Love that. I believe. We don't talk. Am about, I talking out of my ass? We don't talk about Randy Quaid though. No. He's, he's wild. Yeah, but um, he has some great one-liners. Uh, Dennis Quaid. Yes, Dennis Quaid was in the Parent Trap. Uh, he was also in the Rookie, like you said. Okay, that was actually a great movie, and it came on TV a lot, and I've seen it probably like 20 times. That's a TV movie. I've seen it a lot. Oh, shit, Brian Cox was in that. Love that. Because he's, just so you know, he's like older, and he comes Debut in the major league at age 35. Yeah, but he's pitching. Oh, it's a real guy. Yeah. How cool. And then there's another movie that has a similar name also about baseball, but very different. It has magic in it, kind of. It's called Rookie of the Year. And then he finds out it's not really magic. Wait. He could do it all along, and that his mom gave him his baseball glove and not his stupid dad who abandoned him. I recognize the, the poster for this. Yeah, it's one of the savages. Daniel Stern directed that. That's um, 
uh, Marv from Home Alone. Wow, we're really getting into the weeds here. Yeah. This feels like our fucking Nick Fury episode. Before we move past this tangent that I've taken us down. <laughs> we have to finish what we started. Um, Speaking of Rob directors. Yes. I would love Rob Reiner to do a superhero movie. Shit. What's Rob Reiner up to? He was in New Girl for a minute. I mean, dire- He plays her dad. He doesn't direct anymore, does he? He's had so many bangers. And they're all so different. It's incredible. It truly is. That's why I think he needs to add one superhero movie to his repertoire. I was just looking through his filmography to be like, did he do one back in the day? I think we'd know. His his recent work, you know, not great. Like most directors that have like a, a heyday and then continue working on it. Like, you know, Coppola, for example. But... I, I would still take it. What are you hating on? It's just, like, I haven't even heard of the last movie that he did. Oh. It's called Shock and Awe. It was released on DirecTV Cinema. That's, that's disappointing to hear. <laughs> it just, it happens to everybody. <laughs> Eventually. It seemed like the last, like, big one. I, I remember the bucket list, but that was Did you know that movie ago. coined the phrase bucket list? That term... That cannot be true. It is true. I listened to a podcast on it. Another tangent that we could go down. But that term was not in the zeitgeist until that script was written. Wow, that's... And it was not that long ago. It was like 2009 or something. That's wild. It's one of those terms that as soon as you hear it, though, you, like, know what it means. Yeah. Like, that's why it caught on, because everyone's like, I thought this was already a thing. Because people use, like, talk about, like, what they want to do before they die. Yeah. But, like, that was the first time it was really um, actually coined. That is absolutely wild. Another day, another podcast. Speaking of Electra, The Hand. The Hand. The Hand, perhaps... My least favorite villain group. Can you do a relevant tangent for us and just quickly debrief us on the other places where the hand shows up in Marvel extended universe, as I will call it? So I had a note about this because I'm like, we've watched a couple things that have had the hand show up and I just hate them. So the first time that they really appeared... I want to say was the second season of Daredevil. DD. Because we have Elektra. And I know that some people really like Elodie Young's version of Elektra. I thought that the second half of Daredevil season two is the worst part of the whole show. And I don't need to watch it again. And then they went on to bring them back in the first season of Iron Fist. Also horrible. And also Defenders. Also not great. So there was a string of those because I think those all came out back to back to back. And I'm like, wow, they have they've had three opportunities to make this organization interesting and they can't do it because it's inherently just like a shadowy ninja organization. And there's the characters are stereotypical shadowy ninja characters. There's nothing going on. But are they in any of the MCU stuff? No, they never touched any of that stuff in the MCU. What's the Ten Rings group? Just the Ten Rings? Just the Ten Rings. They're not yeah. related no, to the hand? No, no relation. At least not in the MCU. I bet in the comics, I bet there's some historical link. But yeah, no, they've only ever tried to do it in the TV shows. 
And Interesting. That's probably where they're going to leave it because. But I feel like it's you tainted. could do something. Yeah, I mean, I think there is potential. And even in the horrible first season of Iron Fist, they had like a couple characters that were like a little more fleshed out that were like affiliated with the hand. But the hand was just like, in my opinion, used as like a catch all for like this like international cabal of bad shit happening. Is the hand akin to like Razal Ghoul and the League of Shadows? That's how I think about it, yeah. And even like the whole center of this movie being like the treasure that the hand is going after. That was like the black sky in Daredevil, which I like when we rewatched. Wasn't that also Daredevil, supposed to be like a little girl? It was. It was like a kid, and then they like killed the kid, and they were like, like Stick kills the kid, and Matt's like ah. But like even in the first season of Daredevil, that was like the worst part of it because it just felt so out of place. I just like I can't. I don't get it. I think that yeah, there's potential, but like no one has done a good job with it. And to me, in Electra, they felt just as generic, if not more, than they have everywhere else. I do like the um, somewhat of a twist where, like, the beginning we get this, like, voiceover. I guess it's Stick. I think the voice. I think so, yeah. Um, talking about the hand and, like, the hand through time and how there's always been a woman at the center of it and she's, like, an orphan or at least, like, doesn't have a mom. And so we're like, oh, it's Electra. Uh-huh. But then it's not. It's not. I do. Yeah, that, that was, was that was good writing. Was slick. It was fine. I gotta say though, like we didn't watch Daredevil that long ago, and now I've seen it twice, which is insane. The film. The the film. Also, small tangent. I have to look through my letterbox and be like, oh, I've seen Batman v Superman three times. There's movies that I like that I've never rewatched. I've seen Man of Steel like five times, accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like forgot that Elektra died in Daredevil. Just forgot. And then, to me, like, when we're doing this whole bit about the hand and stuff, it feels like we're, like, introducing a different character. Which, in a way, we are, because yeah, they go to great lengths to assassin. never mention the events of Daredevil. Well, except it, for that she died. Yeah, but, like, they don't even, like, show that. Well, they show her in the ambulance. After. Yes, okay, okay, that's fine. But, like, they just, they're never like, oh, yeah, this happened. And apparently there was, like, a Daredevil, like, scene in it that they cut. I'm like, what are you trying to do? I kind of think that's for the best, though. I mean, I guess. It probably was a bad scene, but, like, it just felt so weird to me. Like, you're doing a spinoff from this movie, but then they must have known that, like, nobody wanted more Daredevil, so they just, like, excised that. But, like, then it's just, like, in this weird in-between space. I don't know. It wasn't really a problem for the movie as a whole. I just thought it was a weird creative decision. Um, yeah, I don't think it tracks that she's, like, this... Hardcore assassin, but I guess that's the whole point is that she's not. Right. Or like that sticks point is like you have good in you. Yeah. But like it's just like not the same like person that we meet in Daredevil. Right. Like has she been doing this the whole time? Right. Like because it didn't seem like it in Daredevil. But like, she, she did have her, like, her sour or her flower sacks. Right. I mean, she did. But, like, did she have, like, a fucking, like, handler like she does in this movie? Like, I don't... But also, she was, like, fired by Stick. Right. Don't know when that took place. Unclear. And it's vague on purpose. Which is fine. Right. But, yeah, I'm, like... I do feel like it's a reset. It's, like, Electra's, like, an urban legend. I'm, like, what? They don't know how to make a anti-hero where she's, like, 
So they never... Well, they show her killing one guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would like a little bit more background on why she's killing him other than it's just a job. Because it felt personal. It did feel personal. But yeah, yeah, we're led to believe that it's just for, for Moolah. But I like that she's a stone-cold killer. Yeah. And that she's good at her job. Um, it did feel like the beginning of an episode of Alias. <laughs> the beginning... The first scene. Yes. I agree. But she's also like a double agent with a heart of gold and alias. I, I think that's a little bit like the problem of casting Jennifer Gardner too, is that she's like has the unfortunate like sweet person voice. Like when she talks. Yeah, it's hard to buy it. Like you don't think it's sincere or that it sounds like a sweet voice, even if she's not intending it to. Another actress that has this is Mika Kelly. She just has this, like, sweet girl voice. Who's Mika Kelly? Well, she's in um, Friday Night Lights and in, like, one season of Parenthood. Okay. But she just has this, like, voice where it sounds like she's, like, so so sweet all the time. Like, oh, Griffin, like, what a great, what a great shirt you're wearing. Like, that's how her voice sounds all the time, even if she's saying, like, you're, like, kind of a piece of shit and I hate you. But it sounds nice. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even sound like she's being sarcastic. That's why Abby was, like, you're my new mom now. Even yeah. Even though she was, like, actively trying to kill voice. her. It's, like, the opposite of bitch face. Yes. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that's hard to come... To, to play a part like mm-hmm. this. Like, I don't think she's the right actress for this part. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that because I love Jen Gar. Yeah, but I do team, think it was... Hashtag a, Team Jen. Yes, of course. Not I'm Jen Lopez. <laughs> Not J-Lo. Sorry. Yeah, I, do, I just think... I, I do think it was a casting misfire. They cast her when she was, like, just blown up and maybe not the right call. Well, and because the, they were in a relationship. I think. Yes. Or they started dating on the Yeah, I don't know what the timeline is there. Okay, so let me take that back. Retract. So, yeah, um, my, like, kind of, my thoughts that were, like, mostly running throughout this movie, although less and later as, like, the the hand assassins with superpowers show up, I was just, like, the whole premise and setup felt so functionally not like a superhero movie and much more like one of the assassin thrillers that were, like, getting increasingly common around this time. Like, it kind of felt like a John Grisham book at one point. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, totally. And <laughs> like, like they're, on, they're at this house. And, like, the, the Bourne movies were happening yeah. around the same time, and it was just, like, yeah, up until, like, we have, like, the superpower stuff, and there's, like, a little bit. Obviously, like, the whole concept of the hand. But I was like, it feels like it's it's actively trying to, like, chase that kind of that kind of action movie because that was, that was popping off in the mid-2000s for sure. It seems like a great job, though. You just stay at this nice house for a month. Oh, yeah. Go to the lake. I guess it's hot because it's Christmas. Like, where the fuck are they? They never say it. It seems like New England, though, but it's, like, not cold. Yeah, there's, like, evergreen trees on the island. And it's supposed to be Christmas. Yeah, no snow on the ground. Guys, (laughs) I think it was a mistake to make this a backdoor Christmas movie. Okay, here's a question to the internet. Is Electra a Christmas movie? <laughs> I, I can't wait to ask this question and just be more like, who the fuck cares? Like, we reject this question being asked. Why didn't they just say, like, Easter? 
or I don't know anything else. Fox, that would have been so funny if they were like, you have to come over for dinner, it's Easter. <laughs> like, why would you say that? It's Passover, anything. <laughs> it's Arbor Day. <laughs> it's Friday. We <laughs> always do Friday night, night dinners. <laughs> come have a margarita with Mark. I just, yeah, it's Cinco de Mayo. I really liked the dramatic scene of Electra like laying out her toiletries. Like, in a grid. Well, like... Because she has OCD. I know. Which She's isn't doing... even a plot point. Like, it's a half plot point. Why are you... So why are you counting? Why does it matter? So fucking... This movie. Um, Make that relevant. <laughs> Make the, her OCD her superpower. It never matters, does it? Like, I thought they would maybe, like, bring back the counting thing. And right. They, they don't. They don't. They're like, we need a we need to deepen Electra's character. Give her OCD. <laughs> Uh, it, it, I'm voicing, I, I wrote a note that was basically just, like, voicing what you said, which is when Abby, like, breaks into the house and is just, like, rummaging around and Electra catches her leaving. Um, she almost kills and a it's after that, year old. Yeah, she throws a knife at her, and then afterward, she's like, why did you tell my dad I thought you were cool? And you were like, why would you think that? And I was like, yes, what could have possibly given you the impression that she was cool and she or She threw chill? a fucking knife at you. Also, what? What? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brain cannot compute. Another thought I had: when you have a name like Electra, that also maybe has some lore around it. People know the name in in certain circles. Electric nachos. Is it good to give that out when you're on the job? Right. She's like, on the job. No alias. She. <laughs> true. Truer words never spoken, Graph. <laughs> like, you don't even know who your target is yet. And you're like, yeah, my name is Electra. Yeah. My name is Electra. It's I'm, a common I'm a, I'm a name. <laughs> if you've heard it before, it's probably just a weird coincidence. <laughs> I know so many Electras. <laughs> I mean, home. I guess she's presuming, like, this family isn't in the assassin game. Yeah, but, like, still, like, what are you doing? Go with Ellen. Yeah. Nice name. She has a backstory, too. She, like, has an answer prepared for, like, what her job is. Just didn't come up with this. Have a fucking name. (laughs) That's so funny. She's like, oh, fuck, I forgot a fake name. Oh, man. Abby is low-key the worst. She sucks. I'm not rooting for her. And I don't think she should. She's not. A, she's not my treasure. Why I'll did tell they? You that. Why did they put a character like this into this movie? I've. There are like there are movies where you can have like this kind of character, but they're not action movies. They're not superhero movies. They're like family dramas. They're coming of age movies. Also, like, is she struggling at school, or are they on the run? Is she on a trained assassin? Or does she get into fights at school? Because I don't think... <laughs> I just, just threw my pen, and I'm not <laughs> cutting it. Leaving that in. I just don't think both of those things are existing. And she and her dad have, like, this really close relationship, which is sweet. But then, like, half the time, they're, like, adversary family drama, like you're saying. They're, like, they're in 13 going on 30. And then cut to, just kidding, I'm actually, like, really good at what I do. I know that I'm the treasure, and we've been on the run for a year. And, like, she's not a good actor, so I don't think that, like, we're not, we're not giving her that. 
We're not copying that. We're not. And I'm sorry to this actress because I know you were probably actually a teenager when this was shot, but like... Her acting is kind of whatever. Like, she could be doing this level of acting and it was fine. It's the writing to me that's, like, really bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even blaming her. Oh, but, you know, she went to go do... She was on uh, Kyle XY for three years right after this movie came out. I watched a little bit of Kyle XY and that show still kind of disturbs me. Mm. I've never seen the commercials for it. He doesn't have a belly button. That's the one thing I could tell you about it, (laughs) to Um, be honest. And then... As much as, like, she's like, you're my chosen mommy, Electra's like, yeah, me too, and I'm going to start bossing you around immediately. She basically does language to her. Like, you don't even fucking know her. And she, like, yells at her to go to her room at one point. I'm like, you're not her mom. You've gotten way too comfortable. You don't even know her. Like, a stranger's coming into someone else's house and telling the kid what to do. Yeah. Like that is reserved for like your family members can boss your kid around or your like best friend. You're like, yeah, you will listen to your auntie over here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, not this rando. Like Mark, what are you doing, man? Like, oh, come Mark. on. It's like that, you know, it's like that show, the slap where someone's like, I'm going to discipline your kid. And then it causes like, you know, a huge thing. Do you remember that show? No, I know. I'm just going swap. on the tangents today. There was, <laughs> they, it was in a the slap. Yeah, it was on. Um, it was an Australian show originally, of and then it like ABC was. or something remade it. And like, it's the whole thing is like this guy like like slaps his like friend's kid who's like misbehaving at some party. Most memorable to me because of some YouTube video that someone made where someone like slaps the kid, and then everyone's like, oh, "What are you doing?" And then he starts slapping everybody else at the party just like nonstop. It's great. Um, anyway, Mark, uh, questionable dad skills. I think he was really flailing. I mean, I don't blame, I honestly don't blame Mark. They're literally on the run from assassins. You're right. You're right. If that's really the story. I also want to mention something (laughs) that I had to, uh, we were recently talking about editing Wikipedia pages and I was on the. Vandalized pages. Yeah. Except this slipped under the radar because it was just fucking weird. I was on the Wikipedia page for Electra just, like, reading through the plot summary after we watched it to be like, you know, did I miss anything? Uh, and <laughs> someone had snuck in at one point. Um, there's there's a scene where Electra is, like, swimming, and there's, like, a flashback uh, when she's swimming. And the for some reason, someone wrote in, after Electra goes for a swim in her black bra and black panties, comma, and then it was, like, also typo-ridden, and then proceeded to do the rest of the plot. I was like, what happened here? What's the error? She was wearing a bra. It was very explicitly written to, to highlight that, and it was very odd to me. I'm I was just like, saying, where's the lie? There's no lie, but I was like, somebody was horny posting on Wikipedia about this. <laughs> I mean, they clearly knew this. They were typing with one hand. They knew the scene. <laughs> oh, gross. Griff, why would you say that? <laughs> there are a lot of typos. That's all I mean. Um, let's get back to comics, please. With yeah. two hands. Can <laughs> hey. Electra normally see the future? Is that a Yeah, the precognition thing. thing? Um, let me, let me check her, uh, her character. Because I liked that. And I liked how they did it every time in the movie. I thought that was like the best 
cinematography directing part, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we haven't gotten to the magic yet, but I really liked the animal tattoo thing. Yeah. I thought um, that was fucking cool. It reminded me a lot of, um, in the newest God of War game, Odin has raven tattoos that he, like, uses to, like, send his ravens out to, like, watch for him. It's very mystical, and I like it. Um, let me see. So... It felt like a Game of Thrones thing, too. For sure. Some warging action, I think they called it. Um, besides, like, her, like, just highly trained assassin skills, which is, like, everything, um, the Wikipedia powers and abilities section lists that she has the ability to mesmerize others and can make them see illusions and can also temporarily borrow people's minds by throwing her consciousness into somebody else. Interesting. Um, She can communicate telepathically with individuals possessing similar levels of mental discipline, such as the chaste, which is Styx's unit. Well, she does that with the hand guy. Yeah. Which I liked. I like that scene. she can see glimpses of future events across precognitive visions. And they cite a issue of Wolverine for that. So that's not just something from the movie. Yeah. I, I liked all of that stuff. I also bought it for the world that we're set in here. Not necessarily the world in Daredevil, but this world, it feels apt. And I also thought that maybe it was like a result of her coming back from the dead. Is like mm-hmm. she kind of came with this like second like plane of existence almost or something. I like that idea. I might have projected that onto it. I mean, I'm about it. I feel bad for her buddy, Macab. Me too. You got fucking decapitated. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking getting involved. <laughs> Just give them the house. Why do you have to be there? He has no business doing this. He was not ready. I do think that was one of the few changes that we... uh, We watched the director's cut, which... Did we? We did. (laughs) We did watch the director's cut. It changes almost nothing. I think it added three minutes of footage. The Fox logo at the beginning was black and white for some reason. That was different. But in the in the original version, um, we don't see him get his head cut off. But in this one, you just straight up see his head fly off. So uh, this was definitely like one of the one of the releases from the days of every movie having an unrated cut when you bought the DVD of it, even if it really didn't need one. You Unlike- had unrated role models, which role models was already like. Rated that's R. Like, that's what happened them more anyway. Yeah, the adult comedies, which I'm like, what did you really change? <laughs> I know that you didn't have to delete anything to get a better rating. But uh, the director of this claimed that they were 12 frames away from an R rating. Which 12 I don't, frames? I don't, that's not how ra- rated R ratings work. Well... I think he was, like, being kind of facetious. But, like, the scene where the guy gets his head cut off, like, that... You see that for a split second, and I guess that's what he means. Oh. Like, but I don't I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that MCU had their own poison ivy. Oh yeah. What was did you say what her name was? No. I don't know. The only one that we know is tattoo. Oh. Because he has tattoos. I, that's embarrassing. Good good also, one guys. Is that the guy from Umbrella Academy? Um 
It does. It looks like him, but no, no. He would have been too old. Yeah. I will. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you're talking about the one that. Was she the one that was like sucking the life out of people? And yes, and she um, killed all the trees. Yeah, that's um. I guess it's kind of the opposite of poison ivy. Well, because <laughs> she's like I get what you're trees. saying though, but that character she's supposed to be um, I think is a very loose interpretation of typhoid Mary, um, who was what? also. <laughs> that's a horrible name. Or just maybe just sometimes called typhoid. She was actually in. Very, very different interpretations of these characters um, in the second season of Iron Fist, which she didn't have. She didn't have any powers, but she has like two personalities. She was actually the best part of season two of Iron Fist. She was really fucking. I think you say of this, I was like, I didn't love it. She was played by um, I don't know if you know Alice Eve. She was great. She looks evil. She was very. She was very evil. Uh, I feel like she plays bad a lot. Yeah, I think so. I, I really liked her her character. Well, I did like all of their powers. Yeah. I thought even her her stuff was cool. It was a little corny, and, like, she straight up makes out with Jennifer Gardner. That's when you know a man's directing it. <laughs> and writing. And there's a scene... Have them kiss. Like, some of the, Je- the Jennifer Gardner costumes are just, like, too booby for, like, what what we're what we're doing here. Like, There's a child present. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean it's, it's just not it's practical. So faithful to like the original Electra costume, which is so ridiculous. Just like, why are you going into battle wearing a red corset? But okay, <laughs> you do you, I guess. The only power that I was befuddled by was the man that a knife can't penetrate. Bullets bounce off of, but a tree kills him. I prescribe to my own theory that his invulnerability is weight-based. And that if you drop a tree on him, that works. Also, if you were to drop, like, a 500-pound anvil on him, like a Looney Tunes cartoon, that would also work. I feel like you're projecting. I'm absolutely projecting. (laughs) But how how else could we possibly explain this? We must be able to explain this. I'm going to be real with you. That's all the notes that I have. I have, like, a couple more. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So we go and we find Stick mm-hmm. playing pool. Funny scene. Great. He's, like, really good at being blind. Fine. <laughs> background, background, background. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Stick. That scene was so fucking pointless. Like, it was just, like, a weird way to be, like, they know each other, and then she has her, like, flashback. They leave Stick. They're like, okay, he can't help us, even though, like, he never said he wouldn't. (laughs) And then, then that's just, like, an impetus for him to come back and be like, oh, that's now, oh, I know him. He's helping them. Like, it was so clunky getting stick into this movie and then him coming back. Cause I literally was like, why was that stick scene even in here? And then like he comes back. I'm like, still, I still stand by that note. It, it boggles my mind that we had a daredevil movie with no stick and then they shove him in here. Isn't he in like a flashback? I don't think so. I think he was only in, at least by, by played by this actor was only in this oh. movie. I thought Which we I, got him in the first one. 
I liked Stick a lot in the show, even though he was an asshole. I mean, that's the whole point is he's an asshole. But well, he's playing a real long game with Electra. Yeah, very much so. Also, I don't understand. I need more of the background on like why she got kicked out, and then like how did she continue her training? How did she become an assassin? Like I, they just like didn't care to even begin to address. I think an Electra prequel would have been way more interesting than trying to set it after the Daredevil stuff. I agree. And then having maybe one scene at the end showing that she was still alive. Yeah, I agree. That would have been way better. In an alternate universe where we got sequels to to Daredevil and this, that would have been so weird. The last fight scene was very Triwizard Tournament, Harry Potter. They're in a maze. Hedge maze. There's different obstacles through the different mazes, like Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking that. I was also thinking the shining. What's the hand guy's like power? Which one? Like the main guy, the sun. It doesn't seem like he has powers. Maybe he just moves quickly. I think he well, he was like kind of like phasing in and out, right? When he was like throwing the sheets around. Mm, yeah. But as far as I can tell, that's the only one he really has. Also, does Daddy not care about the treasure? Because, like, they're, like, the threat's gone. It's, like, well, he was just, like, the second wave of people that came. Is Daddy now just, like, never mind? I guess. He seems very nonchalant about the whole thing. Concerningly nonchalant. Okay, these are my last notes. I feel like I still have questions and no one is asking them. <laughs> no, this movie doesn't ask questions. They have no interest. Like, Mark reveals that he lied. He's like, I do know. She looks at him like, oh, wow, I had no idea. No follow-up question. Like, how did you know? How, why did they go after your wife? Why did your wife have to die in order to do this. Also, how did they know she was the treasure? Because she had a mom. So how did they know who to go after? How did you get away? How have they not found you up until this point? What do you know about mysticism? I, I could keep going. <laughs> what happened to your yellow eyes, Electra, from the beginning scene to the end scene? Are you a vampire? Have you fed recently? Is that why your eyes are yellow? <laughs> That's my last I note. Don't, I don't why know. are your eyes not yellow? Why are they not yellow? I mean, it's a fucking good question. That, I think that's the, that's the thesis of this movie is they're like, we're just like, don't give a shit. It's like, <laughs> let's just roll some dice. We'll lay it out there. We'll connect dots where they make sense, and then where they don't, we're like, it's a mystery. They rolled, like, a D20, and they're like, all right, we got dead mom, <laughs> and... Two dead moms. It's like, oh, we got stick, <laughs> dead mom, oh, we got teenage girl. Oh, those, those two work. Yeah, it just, it seemed like that... And Mark is just, like, so smoldering the whole time. I'm like, I know you've got a lot to say here. But he doesn't. He's just really boring. <laughs> He is really boring, but they make him seem like he's got something he wants to say. And I want to hear it. Release the mark cut. Like, what's going through his mind? He's, he's just vibing. Like, I wanted to know, like, 
is this just like a random person that is this, or is there something in one of the parents' histories that has led to this? Nobody thought about this when they wrote this movie. Not an ounce of thought was given to the backstory of any character. Like, maybe besides Electra. No, like that's all really interesting stuff. And we even had a voiceover about the hand earlier. Let's let's connect more dots, you guys. Collect more dots. I'm just imagining connect. the writer. <laughs> the writer. They're like, should we like explain this? And they're like. People get no. it. I think this... Let me see if I can yeah, find... It like felt a, like people were really phoning it in. Everybody phoned it in. Absolutely. Which um, isn't fair. Oh, let's see. You know what? Don't even bother next time. Honestly. Well, I guess they didn't. I, I'm trying to figure out how long of a shoot this was because everything indicates that it was like very fast turnaround. I'm just saying Oppenheimer was done in 49 days. Seriously? Wait, seriously? Yes. Like, no. Filming. Shooting, okay. But still, but not full that's production. Crazy. They had to build that set. No, that, that was all in 49 days or something. There's a Washington Post article about it. Good Lord. Stay tuned for another tangent. Yeah, this was $43 million, which is kind of insane. I mean... I kind of realize that I don't, I don't really I like get how budgets work, numbers. but like I do know that like Oppenheimer just mentioned had a one hundred million dollar budget. Okay, well, which is that's that's a hell of a movie, and a hundred dollars. Christopher Nolan like notoriously like is like under budge because he's not using CGI and stuff. Yeah, but hundred million is still wild when you think about like the Marvel TV shows are costing like. $200 million. That's what I mean. Like, that, I don't think that's a good example. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what was Green Lantern? Oh, that's I'm, my... I gotta look that up. That's my touchstone. Well, now we've got... You know, we got... We have new bad budgets being set by, like, the Flash and stuff. Um, but... The Green Lantern budget was $200 million. So, I feel like this wasn't that much. No. It's not. And what was, I know when we did our Joker episode, we talked about the budget for that. The budget for Joker was anywhere from 55 to $70 million. And that was, you know, considered very low. That's nuts. 57 days 57 for days. That's fucking crazy. If you haven't uh, participated in Barbenheimer yet, or Oppen Barbie, however you choose, uh, we did that this past weekend and highly recommend it. I know this is a little bit off the uh, superhero wagon, but, you know. <laughs> what else has not been? <laughs> movies are movies, baby. And um, honestly, uh, I, I hardly ever, like, put notes down or, you know, I don't review movies when I log them in my letterbox. I just can't be bothered. I also don't want to do that. But I did have to put a little note when we watched this saying, going from Barbenheimer to this gave me whiplash. Which it did. <laughs> this felt like work. It did feel like work. So because it was it, separate. It, <laughs> I mean, yes. But uh, we really, uh, we, we explored the movie spectrum in, the, in those two days, I'll tell you that. This is what was said about the Oppenheimer shoot. 
They had three months to get ready for a film that would shoot in just 57 days. Chris is of the mind that he and the crew need 12 weeks of prep and will get it done in 12 weeks, and any more than that is just a waste of time. God damn. And that include building the sets. That's a, that's so impressive. I just when you when you think about like they didn't even build the town for real in that amount of time. Yeah. Which was also done quickly. Go see the movie. Okay, let's wrap it up. <laughs> yes, please. Don't I would say you listen to the episode, don't feel like you need to go watch Electra. I don't know why you would. Go watch one of the very good movies that are out right now before the uh, studios fuck up the slate for the rest of the year, please. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Until next time, we, we are, are out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.